This is episode 125, Finding Stillness, with meditation coach Joey Billis. My name is Tudor Alexander, and this is the Dance of Life podcast. Every week, my goal is to inspire you to take action towards what you love, live a transformed life, and enjoy the journey there. Are you ready? Let's go. Welcome, welcome everybody to the show. I'm super, super stoked to have you with me. I want to share this quote by Deepak Chopra with you today as we talk about stillness. In the midst of movement and chaos, keep stillness inside of you. Now for me, that's uh, that really resonates true on, on a lot of levels because from my background as a professional athlete, professional dancer, I have learned and studied the art of balancing stillness with being very dynamic, constantly creating high energy, performance, impact with the value of being still and quiet. So today I wanted to have an expert in the field, my my homie, my bro from another mother, right? <laughs> <laughs> Joey Bellis, meditation coach, owner of Optimal Health Fitness, right? Optimal Performance Optimal training. Performance that training. Was close, that was close. That was close. That was close. <laughs> Optimal Health is the supplement company I ordered from. <laughs> Optimal performance training. Optimal performance training, yes. And meditation Uh coach um, and really super, super good friend of mine. So welcome to the show, man. So psyched to have you. Thanks for joining me today. Yeah, dude. Speaking of stillness, that intro is so dope, man. I'm like ready to do anything but be still. I know. I'm telling you. I think that's great, dude. That's a great intro, man. Yeah, it's. uh, I got it off of Tune Pocket. Uh, And so if you've ever used that, it's it's a membership you pay for a year. I think it's like 90 bucks in... You literally can have access to a ton of quality riffs, logo intros, like people who are creative. You know, I write music, but I'm like, you know what? Screw this. I can just, you know, pay like 90 bucks a year and I have unlimited downloads for and all kinds. do you kind get of, to keep it now? Like you get to keep it. Yeah, so royalty free. Intro, you, it's, okay. Yeah, I can Forever, use it for can. any kind of content. So, wow. yeah, it pumps me up. So, I'm really, really I psyched to have it. That's yeah. Freaking, yeah, that's a great <laughs> intro, man. Yeah. So, um, so, welcome to the show, man. Today, we're talking about Stillness, you know, stillness is a big part for me in my life, especially with this uh, new book that I've written, which is the Gratitude Map, and talking about how stillness is kind of the gateway to finding other things like gratitude and things. So I wanted to bring you on because this has also been part of your journey, and I wanted you to share yeah. about that. You know, so tell them a little bit about what you do, what you're doing now, what you're up to, and you can take it from there. It's so interesting that we're having this conversation because. If you met me, you know, <clears throat> you wouldn't know that I do meditation for a living. You wouldn't know that meditation is a huge part of my life, you know. You wouldn't know that I've done some of these really, for me personally, life-changing things like a nine-day fast, like a vision quest, like going to the jungles of South America to work with uh, ayahuasca shamans, to practicing my Native American traditions and sitting in teepee ceremony and sweat lodge. Like you wouldn't know that about Mm. me because for me personally, the way that I have learned about stillness is because I was such a chaotic person Mm. because I was so noisy. Right. And there's times where I'm still, it's like that intro, it got me juiced up, dude. It's like, I want to dance. I want to move. I want to, you know, like if I, if I see you walking across the street, I'm not like, Oh, Hey, what's up, Tudor? I'm like, Tudor, what's up, bro? Good to see you. You know what I mean? It's like, there's that, that, that side of me that for me, that stillness has given that, 
balance. It's helped me anchor in yeah, my personality exactly. and not get so crazy and not get so chaotic. Or when I get lost in it at times, I know how to recenter myself, quote unquote, realign myself, reground myself. And the stillness has been a big, big, big part of that mm. uh, practice. What for you, like what started that curiosity? Because ultimately we all have some sort of dominant way of being. We were talking about that today earlier. Mm. Like some of us are pushers, some of us uh, don't push enough, you know, and, and regardless of what your dominant way of being is, you know, the universe will will bring the people and the situations into your life to to help you discover that opposite, you yeah. know. So for you, what started this journey? Like how did you even, how did you even become aware that, of the word stillness. Dude, it's like, you know, like, so crazy because again, you know, I'm a personal trainer. I'm this meathead. I'm a bro, protein <laughs> shakes, blah, blah, right? And like, right. that's how everyone always had a, just looked at me. Even when I would do poetry, even when I would mm. go to open mics yeah, and like do stand up poetry, people would be like, wait, you're a personal trainer, but you're just ripped right. that. And I'm like, yeah, man. But like, for me, it's like, it's not my identity. It's just a piece of what makes it's a piece me of up, puzzle. right? Yeah. So I got into meditation and stuff about eight years ago, and I only did it because I was trying to, quote unquote, fix my life. You know, I was a very dysfunctional person. Gotcha. And we've talked about this, I think, on other podcasts and whatnot, but just to give, give everyone like an overview, it's like uh, I was an alcoholic. I used women for sex. Uh, I had to take sleeping pills at night to put my sleep at night. You know, uh, I, I, I would... I had awful relationships with my family members and my friends. Mm. I was constantly cheating on all my girlfriends or, you know, girls that had boyfriends or were married. It's like, I'm going to sleep with them because I don't really care. And so, mm. like, all of these things led me to my first, like, personal development course. Gotcha. And then that led me into a different one, which really got me in to tune spiritually, right, in the Hoffman process. And that mm. was like, whoa. Yeah, I've heard good, good things about Hoffman. It's, it's incredible, you yeah. know. And so, that's what really opened my door to this meditation stuff so then as my path continuously i guess continuously progressed you know i was more curious and learning i'm going to different workshops different retreats reading different books on meditation having gotcha. different coaches <clears throat> and then i found myself into the world of plant medicine mm. ayahuasca wachuma peyote mushrooms and that took i guess my philosophical, logical, mental understanding of meditation and took it to a different level mm. of awareness. That's when I really connected with what it means when people are like, the stillness, right? Mm -hmm. I was like, well, I don't know what that means. Eckhart Tolle had written a book. It's called uh, Stillness Speaks. I've oh, read it. Okay. You know, I love I it. I, one, I've yeah. heard these different things, you know, but it wasn't until I really started to understand like the power of being still. Mm. And what that does and creates the awareness of your thoughts or the chaos in your own life. And it's like mm. when you practice being still and just <sighs> breathing, all of a sudden you see how fast your thoughts go. You see all how, how all the dysfunction in your life is pulling you off of being centered mm. or being grounded. It's You're like, whoa, it's, I, everything is moving so fast. You have to observe your own momentum. Right? Much. It's like yeah. you stop. You're like a, the stone in the water and the water is just rushing past you. But mm. you didn't even realize that before. You didn't you're realize like, you were in the current. No, I'm <laughs> right. whoa, you know? Mm. And so for me, the stillness came even later on. You know, it's like, all right, mm. I'm going to do breathing or I'm going to journal or I'm going to do a visualization. 
right? But I didn't really understand the depths and the deep, deep, deep importance of stillness or understanding of stillness. Mm. And now that's like, I mean, it's like a, a core pillar for my meditation yeah, practices. Here, absolutely. Especially because, again, if you met me, at times I can still be really loud or like chaotic or I still, you know, can be anxious or stressed, but that's like, let me be still, hmm. let me breathe. And then all that like purges off of me because I'm able to, to be still. Hmm. And I just like, it's like a part of my life now. Yeah. It's a core value that you have and you, and you start to look for that in other people yeah. too. Yeah. And, and who speaks the language of stillness yeah. and who doesn't. Yeah. So what have you done with it recently? So now you've gone from a, a personal approach for your own life. We were just talking about this, how it's like it kind of started as like, hey, I just need to fix myself, right, or or help myself, to now you're sharing that with yeah. other people and actually changing people's lives, creating programs, coaching, all that kind of stuff. So what's that what's that been like for you? Dude. And that's like, hasn't even, that's blown up like <laughs> It hasn't even been a really year and quickly. it's just like yeah. totally taking off. <laughs> that's awesome. What I've noticed is that the way we've been taught meditation is so off. It's mm. so... How so? Like, it's this zen. I have to be Buddhist. I have to wear these types of clothes. Mm. I have to dress a certain way. I have to use this type of language. There's certain, like, requirements I have to, or yeah, shoulds. It's this shoulds. You know, I got to uh-huh. make sure I got my Lululemon on or my <laughs> right. all white. You got to be I, a spir- I, I, spiritual gangster, hey, let me, right? <laughs> let me put on my... A turban and have a long beard, right? right? Let me be really gentle, and, right? And There's that's, a certain way and it's you like, have to be, <laughs> and it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. What about the person that's just having a really tough time, and they, they, you know, they're all dysfunctional? Mm. You mean to tell me that they can't learn to meditate, or they're not by me saying, hey, just be gentle and. Let it all go versus, hey, you need to sit still for a little bit, okay? You need to sit still for a little bit. I have to and, that let's, uh, <laughs> let's breathe, right? Yeah. Chill. Right. It's like a two different type of, uh, of right. pieces. And so for me, what I noticed as I stepped into this, there's a lot of people that were like me that were struggling with mm. addictions, that were struggling with um, bad habits, patterns, dysfunctional ways of being. So a lot of people started to relate to that. They're like, Oh, you're not like what I thought you were going to be, or you're not what I thought meditation was. So I'm a little bit more comfortable around you. And so for me, blending this meditation work, but teaching people meditation is actually just you getting to know yourself. Mm. And that's not what's taught. We think that meditation is like out there. Escaping something. I, I have to dress like this, talk like this, think like this, right? Versus no, meditation is actually getting to know who you are mm. and harnessing that. It's a deep, the deepest form of contemplation, mm. right? Of like, wow, why do I have these thoughts? Mm. Why do I put myself in these situations? Why do I, you know, work for a company that doesn't value who I am? Like mm. the meditation part is removing that noise that distract us from finding those answers. And self-reflection. Right? And much. that stillness is that anchor because you see mm. how much noise is around you getting to the the answers that you're screaming but you can't hear it because there's so much noise there's so much chaos there's no stillness there's no silence so you actually never get to know who you are do you think that for people find trying to find stillness you know just to play off the point that you made which is 
we have a certain expectation, especially in consumerism, you know, in the West, right? We we have a certain expectation that, like you said, dress your Lululemon, you have a spiritual gangster. There's certain the whole there's the there's the market of meditation. Yeah, yeah, right? that's perfect. Do the market of <laughs> meditation, the market of, meditation. The market of spirituality. Exactly. Yes, yes. So I guess what would you say? Because I liked your definition of that meditation is really the deepest form of contemplation. You said right. Mm-hmm. Which is really that that looking within in a very pure way and just tuning into that that consciousness. So, what would you say are the requirements, like the baseline requirements? You know, if we strip away all the BS, everything else, what are the baseline requirements to enter the contemplative state? Like, what would you say are like some you know uh, just baseline requirements? Like, do you need to be in a particular place? Do you need, obviously, you're not going to wear you know your Lululemon pants, and you may you don't need to wear them to Lululemon, but but the point is, you know, what are those baseline requirements that, that all meditative practices you think have in common to help you connect? So I'm going to rewind just a little bit because, yeah. you know, meditation, again, has been the credit goes to like Buddha or Deepak Chopra mm-hmm. or, um, you know, Confucius, like these really Eastern philosophical people. Mm-hmm. But that's a huge piece of it. But we forget about the philosophers. Socrates, mm. Plato, um, Seneca. You go back and you study philosophy and they say all the time, spend time by yourself to think. Mm. Be by yourself. Go for walks in nature. Remove yourself from situations, right? Philosophers, that's all they did was think about life. What is the meaning? What is the purpose? How can I be more efficient? Mm. How can I be less distracted? How can I give up these worldly attachments? So I always give credit to philosophers as well because mm. that's what philosophy is the deepest form of contemplation mm. and you're asking yourself these difficult questions but you can't do that when you're distracted by all these things you can't do it's that it's funny when, because like, a lot of people not to cut you off but you just reminded me like a lot of people think of philosophy too in a certain way right yeah like we think of philosophy like that you have to be doing all these abstract ideas but really it's about ourselves it, it's always it's always right? been about ourselves and what right? happened is these philosophers would spend so much time in these deepest forms of contemplation right that's how they would get the answers of mm. oh well maybe if i operated like this it would change mm. right they didn't just make this stuff up right, right. now <clears throat> what i take people through in my classes and i and this is the thing too that can get really intimidating about when you get into meditation it's like you know, oh, transcendental meditation or mindfulness meditation. It's like you have to spend 45 minutes every single day or 20 minutes twice a day. You got to wake up before the sunrise. And it's like you got to do all these mantras and all means and chanting. Mm. It's like that's a piece of it. Right. I'm not saying it's not. For me, I say, look, in all my classes, in my courses, in my one-on-one coaching, hey, look, we're going to take six deep breaths. And then you're going to sit as still as possible for five minutes. That's all you have to do to get started. Now, what I tell people, and this is like my style where it's a little bit more harsh. Mm -hmm. If you can't take six deep breaths and sit still for five minutes once a day, you need to reorganize your whole life. Oh yeah, for sure. And if you can't give that to me, then I'm not for you because I, that's minimum for me. Now, Hey, if it's six deep breaths once a day and five minutes of stillness once a day for 40 days, cool. That's where you're at. Mm. Let's start there because that's, that's where I had to start. Yeah. And then you can work it, oh, 10, 15, 20, 45. Mm. And then it gets into like, you know, all nights. 
yeah. right? Where I'm in sweat lodge for freaking, you know, three hours or, you know, some of my uh, ceremonies where you know, it's like a six hour thing. Yep. But I didn't start there. I right. started here and I knew my limitations. When I mm. first started doing visualization and meditation, it was so funny because one of my coaches actually pulled me aside to make sure I was okay. We had to sit still. And as we would go through this meditation or anything that we did, my head would do this. It would like wobble in these circles. <laughs> and she pulled me aside and she was like, hey, like, are you okay? And I was like, yeah, why? And she goes, well, because you, your head wobbles in these circles when we're like trying to be still and do this visualization. I just want to make sure you're okay. And where I'm at now, what I realized is like I couldn't be with my own thoughts. Mm. I was so anxious and worried mm. and stressed about getting it right. Like my body was telling me like this is Keep what moving. it's like living <laughs> with you. This, whoa, whoa. And now it's like, oh my gosh, because I see that in different people. They can't, they can't sit still. They're shifting. Yeah, they're they <clears throat> clearing their throat. They're moving their shoulders. And it's like, oh, it's like, again, that's mm. where I have compassion for people because it's like, man, I was that and worse. Mm. So just start with five because what the world tells you about meditation, it's like you've got to be on a mountaintop. You better sit in full lotus. Yeah, all these you requirements. Do, it's like right. if you don't do these things, you're not meditating. It's like, no, man, let me tell you something. That's right. the biggest fallacy that you're putting out there. Mm. And if you actually go back and study the foundations of these things, they're going to tell you the same yeah, thing. Yeah, it started in just simple contemplation, just observing right? and stopping. Yeah. And then you get to the point to where you can just be still, let the thoughts rush over. And then like, I can actually get into this nice flow, mm. nice and smooth. I can call my heartbeat, right? I can ask myself these different questions without getting too emotionally attached to them or mm. let these other thoughts go or, right? And then I can really spend time in those deeper spaces when I've worked up to that. But it's like if you don't know how to swim, you're just like a baby. You're not going to just like throw you else, into right? the water. You can't just go to drown. the gym and start pumping. It's the same, pounds, it's the same right? thing, you know. And I think for <laughs> me, where this the Western side of things that like that's that's what happens to us. Where where I where I separate myself from other coaches is I give respect to hey the philosophers, and you should really be thinking about your life because hmm. if you looked at your life and the areas that's causing stress, anxiety, fear, worry, anger, addiction, poisonous relationships, the job that you hate body image issues, if you spent time to think about those things and then ask yourself, what is it that I could do to help myself heal? And then I did those things. Hmm. Wow. These thoughts disappear. Hmm. I am more relaxed. I am more comfortable. Wow. I am, you know, shifting as a person. Hmm. But what happens and I'm not saying this for everyone, but a lot of the meditation stuff is just, hey, come in and we're going to zen out. And then see you later. See you later. And then you go yeah. back to your car and a person cuts you off and you're like, Ugh! Yeah, right. or you walk home and you're, you know, this relationship. Or There's no like, long-term growth or and, addressing those serious. Uh, and it's so crazy because you come to my class and I tell people, hey, if you just practice this six breaths and five minutes of stillness, you'll change your life. So hmm. if you just, pr if you do this every day for 40 days, there's going to be major shifts in your life. Mm. So have it. Take it. You know why? Because I don't want you to keep coming back to me with the same problems. Right. Because we're not making Evolve. any problem. Yeah, exactly. And now what? Now you're stressing me out. So mm. your dysfunction and your lack of effort, right, is actually now stressing me out because we're having the same conversation. Mm. It's like- I always tell people the same thing too, that my business model is to- if anything, like make people have less lessons with me or sessions because I want them to be independent and strong. You know, it doesn't make sense Absolutely. in that sense, but- to me, it does because then I know 
I'm really making a change in somebody's life. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's interesting you 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 brought up something that I would like to distinguish, which I which I think is pretty interesting with with this whole because like like you said like the average class, let's say, or these classes where you go and you zen out and then that's it, see you later, that's it. It's almost like an escape, right? So you've got the escape aspect of it where people who are just looking to kind of feel relaxed, feeling the physical sensation of relaxation, and they associate that to meditation. But in reality, there's two parts to it. The physical part obviously needs to come down. Like if you're hyped up, if you're angry, there's a physiological state that you're in, right? Or if you're stressed out, anxious, whatever else. So you need to bring that physiology, that nervous system back down. But then the part that you brought up, which is very important, is that contemplation which can only happen once you've brought that relaxation into your life. So you need both, right? You need that relaxation, and then you need to be able to contemplate. If it's just relaxation, then sure, it's a temporary solution, right? But like you said, you go back out, somebody cuts you off, you get <laughs> pissed off again, uh, and it doesn't. you don't progress. You just go back in the same pattern, yeah. you know? So really that contemplation, especially from a point of being relaxed, I think is really a comprehensive solution. Absolutely. Uh, my uncle Daryl uh, always says, you know, you have to soften your thoughts, right? mm. soften your thoughts. And so when you get into the relaxation part, that helps. <sighs> mm. Right. But if I'm not addressing those underlining issues that keep causing these things, these thoughts, these anxieties, these stresses, these worries, these patterns, these addictions, if I don't get to what actually that is and why I'm living my life this way, I'm just going to live in this cycle forever mm. and that's what it was like for me yeah and it gets it just gets deeper and deeper and deeper and that's like another thing for me as i when i got into this personal development or meditation work whatever it may be i would always ask myself it's like i could remove myself and not interact with people and just like hey this is my life you know i'm gonna just i'm over here if you need me come and get me mm. versus that's like the warrior in me that's like i want to go out and i want to find people that would never meditate and like, let's talk, let's have hard conversations. Let me put my ideas out there and then I have to come back because I said something I shouldn't have said or I made a mistake. Good, because I want to keep sharpening my skills because there are people out there that have reached out to me that I never would have thought, never, ever, ever, ever would have thought have reached out to me Mm. for this type of work. And I'm like, oh, wow. In what sense? Like they're people you knew and you just never expected them to reach out people to People that or? I knew, complete strangers, like, hey, you know, like one of the things, I mean, I'm open about who I was as a person. Right. I'm open about, you know, uh, me being molested. I'm open about my addictions. I'm open about me. My most recent thing is be, I'm off of pornography, right? Mm. Yeah. Like I'm never going back to watching pornography. Yeah. And people reach out to me like, oh, wow, like what? Like I didn't know you were molested i was molested too can mm. you talk to me about this they resonate with your I had story this, i had this girl call me and was like hey i just wanted i need to talk to you i've never told this to anyone in my life you know and she told me and she was 17 she was raped we had this whole conversation about this now there's certain situations it's like again as a meditator as a coach as whatever you have to know your boundaries right right so for but for me to be able to feel that mm. right and say hey here's someone i think you should go talk to Here's a group you should be a part of. Here's a therapist that I know, right? That's where it's like really mind-blowing to me. We're like, wow, I didn't realize that, you know, my message is is helping people heal in different ways, you know? 
Hmm. Whereas like guys are asking me like, what, well, why'd you give up porn? You know? And I might talk to them about it because I got to the point where I knew it was messing with me spiritually, hmm. not from a moral standpoint, right, yeah. not from a, oh, you're going to go to hell. None of that. Hmm. It was, it was messing with my stillness, hmm. right? It was messing with how I wanted it to progress spiritually as a In human In what being. way? Like specifically what? Because I can relate too. I, I made a similar decision, you know, several months ago. I said, you know what? This needs to stop. You know, yeah. like I, it's messing with my own stillness and yeah. my sense of, you know, your, your mind. Anyway, it doesn't too matter. But the point is, like you said, it you, your mind is constantly on something. And so when you can draw away from yeah, it. Yeah. So what for you, what was that experience like? Or what what did you equate it to? How is it, how is it upsetting your stillness by having, let's say, pornography as a habit in your life? Well, any man? of that. Alcohol, pornography, using women for sex, right. lying, cheating, all stealing. That right. That's all that same energetic yeah, frequency. Yeah, it is the same. Right. And it's like dysfunction, it's like shame, it's fear, it's like, you know, you know, uh, not having control, right? Impulsiveness, Mm -hmm. right? One of the things that, again, the stillness really brings away, when you become, when you start to practice stillness, you become more aware of the things that cause you to be impulsive, anxious, angry, depressed, sad, uh, reactive. It creates this awareness to it. And so, like, I had given up everything. Like, I'm, I'm killing my, like, I don't have any substance addictions anymore. Yeah. I don't cheat. I don't lie. I don't steal. Yeah. I, I don't need that anymore, right? With the pornography, it's like, well, and I'll share a personal story with you, is I remember I was dating a girl, and she's like this person that was like, uh, porn is a new drug. You know, it's like this whole thing. Oh, when gotcha. I always have these conversations with her, like, hey, you know that you're never going to get rid of pornography. Like, you doing this and giving money to these things, like it's never going to happen. So you're right. literally wasting your energy, your, energy yeah. your time, your effort. You sound like it's just a dumb thing to pursue. Right. Right. And I said, let me ask you something. Would you rather have me use women for sex or when I go home at night, I watch porn for 10 minutes, do my thing and be done. She goes, I'd rather you use women for sex. Wow. Really? I was like, oh my gosh. I was like, I cannot believe that this is happening and i said you know what i so disagree with you because i've used women for sex yeah and i know what i did to them right i know that i hurt their feelings i know that i made them (laughs) hurt i know that i you know uh how i made them feel you know i exposed them emotionally and i i I strongly disagree whole level of commitment very different level of commitment. so for me what would happen is like i don't use women for sex anymore so now it's like when i talk about this because i think there are levels to it too right yeah sure you know I wasn't coming home at night and being like, I'm going to watch porn for the next three hours. Like, what's the storyline going to be? You know, wow, what happens to Tudor today when he comes home from work, right? (laughs) Right. But what I noticed is that I, all of my other things, alcohol, sleeping pills, NyQuil, all these other habits were still lingering in that one. Right, right. And I was like, no, man, it's not worth it to me spiritually anymore. Yeah. I'm gone. I'm done with it. Mm. And it's like inside, it's really hard to explain, but like inside there was another void that opened up another pathway of clarity, mm. of stillness, of strength, right? And it's really weird because I never thought, like, I was like, oh, I didn't know if I would ever tackle that one. You know, mm. we all have these different vices, yeah. right? Yeah, and you're I was like, like, oh, that eh. one I can tolerate. I can, I can leave it. And I but. was like, oh, wow, like, holy crap. This is taking my meditation practice, who I am as a person, and it's upgraded me, right? It's actually mm. sharpened my message. And these are the things that 
again, when I approach meditation, these meditation coaches or different books or teachers, they don't share these types of insights. Mm. They just want to sprinkle here, take this sound bite. Here, take this quote. Hey, watch me do this one thing. It's like, well, I am not like that. I like to share my experience because there's more people out there like me than not. And so, like, yeah, we can all when, relate to it. In when some people come to me, that I would have never known about. Hey, what what are your thoughts on this or these deep stories? You know, and where I, now I can not only like emotionally take that in. But I can remove my ego and be like, I want to fix Tudor. I want to fix Tudor. I want to mm. fix Tudor. And I speak from a space of I. Here's what happened to me. Mm. Here's what I did. Now, here are some books you might want to read. Yeah. Here's a program you want to go to. Here's a therapist you might want to talk to. Whereas before even, right? It's like, oh, I got you. I'll, I'll. It's like, I'll do it. No, right. man. You know, again, that creates the awareness of, hey, that's, that is not where I am at. Mm. But I will support you and make sure that you find the help that you need. Right. And I think that's really important because my mission or my job, my purpose, my meaning is I, I want people to walk around in their life more peaceful, less stressed, mm. more engaged, more connected, right? Less chaotic. It's what, like, what do you think the value, like, I mean, obviously we know the value, but what would you think the value is, let's say on a, on a cultural level of stillness? Like if we could embrace even just the simple habit, right? Of let's say if everybody, I thought that this, with my own stuff too, with gratitude and stuff. And I'm like, if I could inspire, I don't know, 10,000 people to just build a simple gratitude practice every day of just being, even if you do three things a day that you're grateful for, or, you know, if you breathe, you take six deep breaths and you take five minutes to yourself every day. That seems like nothing, but what would the impact be to you like on a cultural level if we could embrace that? What would the value be? I think another side of me too that separates me from meditation coaches is that there's still like a pessimistic side to me of like, mm. oh, what if the world meditated all at once? It's like, that's never going to happen for one, two, yeah. because there's always going to be people like this three. If you don't believe that, go read a history book for, you know right. what I mean? It's like, <laughs> hey, if Buddha walked this earth and it didn't happen and Jesus Christ walked this earth and it didn't happen, right. guess what? Guess it's not what? happening. You're outnumbered. You know what I'm saying? It's like, and then you got people like Mother Teresa and Deep, not, I don't, I'm not a huge, uh, um, like the Dalai Lama. Right, right, right. He's alive. Yeah. It's like. So there's always that part of me, but what I will say is if more people did it, what happens is, is like, it's one of the reasons why you and I get along so well. Mm -hmm. Like when I'm with you, it's like this energy that just like, yeah. what happens is, is you become a different person. Mm -hmm. You become less reactive. You become a little more compassionate. You know, you're a little bit more patient with the lady at Starbucks that doesn't have your frappuccino and they ran out of soy milk and now it's like, ah, (laughs) it's like, you know what? It's not that big of a deal. Hey, I hope you have a good day today. You know, if I was this person living this life, I probably would be in a bad mood too, right? You just become more kind. You become more Mm -hmm. understanding. You become more compassionate. Your priorities change too because you start realizing that it's a weight. You go inevitably, I think everybody has to follow this track, but you know, you and I can both relate because we have our own stories with this, but we you go through these periods of your life where you do too much, you do too little, and you're, you're caught in the back and forth. You know, you're caught in wasting your energy on something. And at some point, life gets you to the point where you can't we keep wasting energy anymore. Mm-hmm. So you, you stop. Like literally, if you don't stop on your own, life stops you, you know, and, and it makes you, you come to those points where whether it's rock bottom or whatever, it's an accident or a situation. A you know, dead like, end. A dead end. Right, a spiritual dead end, physical dead end, whatever it is that life says. Hey, you need to stop your momentum and at least look around so you can change direction. And I think that 
unfortunately, that's just a track of life we all have to follow to some degree, right? Mm-hmm. Because Absolutely. you're not perfect. You have wounds as a kid. You have traumas. You have different things that pre- predispose you for a particular way of being. And that particular way of being, like we were just talking, is going to be attracting you in different situations and imbalances and mistakes. And But when you do find it, you do start prioritizing, wait a minute, it's not worth me getting pissed off about my soy milk in this car. Like, wait a minute. Like, this is not worth my energy to be annoyed with this. Yeah, you know? yeah. What do you think for people, what do you think the biggest challenge for, or if there's a few, but in your experience, let's say at least in the people you've worked with, what do you see the common threads of challenges for people to even sit still for five minutes and do the breathing? Like, what do you think people's <laughs> biggest obstacle or obstacles are in developing a habit of stillness? You're asking such good questions. I, I mean, this it. is a, like, a can of so worms, perfect. but you know. <laughs> no, lo- it is, and that's what I love. I, I think just having conversations like this is so fun because it's mm. not a, hey, Joey, give me your top five things to yeah, have a better life. Yeah, give me your life. type it's life like, hacks no, that you can it, meditate it, right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? I saw this mm. ad. Oh, my God. I have to talk about this really quick. I saw this ad on Facebook. You know, you can see all kinds of stuff on Facebook these days, and I saw an ad for you know how now it's really popular to have these like gym in your house type of things where you, you know, have a workout in like a thousand workouts in, you know. <laughs> in this one in strap. This one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it was this thing that you got on. It was like a bike. It was a resistance bike. And it was like the, the appeal was that you could put resistance on it and you could get literally like a 40 minute workout in like five minutes or something like that. It was something, you know, it's like, you know, they got the good looking guy on there and he's like in his business suit and then he gets off and he's like, you know, it's got a little progress meter there. I'm like, okay, even if I doubt it, but even if it was equivalent to a 40 minute workout, I'm like, what you're not getting is the character benefits from that workout. Like you can get, who cares about the calories? The whole point of having a workout, I mean, in large part is it's a discipline about your mind, your body, your spirit. Sure, we all have outcomes we want. We want to get some muscle. We want to lose some weight. But that's not really what we want. We want to be liked. We want to be, you know, belong in some way. We want to be popular. And all those things are more character flaws. So when you go work out and you work through discipline and patience and things like that, it works on your character. You can't get that you in five minutes. You work through struggle. You work through struggle. And you can't, you can't build character in five minutes. You can maybe lose some weight, but you can't build character in five minutes. You, you keep, there is no fast track to character. It's like... You know, you can get popularity or money overnight, but you can't build trust overnight. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So anyway, that like we were joking about the whole <laughs> give me your five yeah. life hacks for meditation. But yeah, I mean, really, like what do you think the the problem is or what's the it, obstacle it, that people are overcoming today? To the attend? obstacle is the or problem obstacles, is obstacles. Yeah. I'm sure there's more than one. There's a couple of things. One, it's like our what? The world is telling us to strive for. Mm. The world is constantly pushing you consume more, be more, mm. look more, uh, accomplish more, make more money here. Like, again, there's a balance in these things, but the world, the media, it's like, go, 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 do, do, do now, 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 now. So that's one. Two, people don't realize the profound effects of just taking six deep breaths and sitting still for five minutes. They don't mm. believe in it. Like yeah. that's, that's so sick. It seems insignificant. It's no, it's not, that's not anything. And it's like, no, man, I'm telling you, not only has it been scientifically proven now, but I know personally, right, that knows the benefits of it in this realm and in other realms, mm. right? It's like, I've seen it. I've experienced it. I felt it, mm. right? 
And so I'm telling you, if you just start here and you develop that discipline, that's what's going to unlock this whole other way of realization yeah, or it's awareness door, or think pattern, too, yeah. thinking patterns. And so for me, when people like they hear that and they're like, oh, there has to be more to it. It's like, well, no, there's not. Like, why is it that if I tell you you're going to do this five minutes of stillness and breathing, you don't want to do it. But if the bike comes in and it's like it's right, a 40 it's minute fancy, workout on five right. It's got like, all these features. Right? You know what I mean? Oh, wait, is it what? Because I'm telling you that, you know, in five minutes that you're not going to have a six pack or in five minutes you're oh, not going to have We've lost sight of, I think, recognizing the value of simplicity. Because if you look at all the beautiful and most profound things in life, they're all simple. Yeah. But we're distracted by bells and whistles and yeah. features and how much you get for it, how many yeah, options right. does it have. And in reality, like, that's the opposite of, yeah. of, of having peace and, and stillness and yeah. all that stuff. And it's like, go look at all the, like we just talked about, Confucius, Socrates, Buddha, Jesus, like whatever you, like any of these people, it's like, hey man, they spent a lot of time in nature, they spent a lot of time by themselves, they spent a lot of time in silence, and they spent a lot of time in stillness. Hmm. It's like, those are like the four pattern, ingredients, yeah. patterns, like, it's like, if these There's guys no did it, and these <laughs> ladies did it, whoever, like, yeah. you, you can do it too. Right. There's but it's no like, we don't formula. want that. It's, it has to be something different. Right. It has to be something different. It's like, hey, it's not. It's not. It's that simple. Now, it's not you do it once, and it's you yeah, get all these benefits. The it's like, the it has to be literally, you know, I do it every day. Yeah. You know, but if you're not there, it's like, all right, let me do it. Four days a week. Well, that's another thing too. Is I think commitment. So you've you've have the pressure of consumerism. You have that feeling of being simplicity being too simple that we're not attracted to that. We want bells and whistles. But then you have this, I think, frame of, well, you know, commitment or let's say like I can't get it right now. Do you know what I mean? Like with the whole workout in five minutes, like get a forty minute workout, and we were we're so obsessed with efficiency that we want to be connected to the results immediately yeah. and what we've lost sight of in the process is that you the results that really matter in life you can't be connected to them right away like yeah. they are something that's far away from you in time and that you have to work your way towards you have to contemplate these you things. have to contemplate contemplation yeah. isn't hey tutor give me your five life hacks right now to be the best dancer <laughs> i can be it's like dude are you kidding me? So true, yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's right. like even the power of language where you say, yeah. hey, meditation is nothing more than a deep form of contemplation that gets you to know who you are. Hmm. You've ne- It's like, again, even meditation people don't tell people, hey, just so you know, this is what it is. That's the frame right? that we're looking at it through. It's like yeah. there's the, even in the meditation world, you brought, it's like the bells and whistles. Hey, yeah. grow a beard. Hey, wear a turban. Yeah, it's a hey, lifestyle. Get this crystal. <laughs> hey, do this thing. Hey, right. wear this bracelet. Hey, wear this necklace. Hey, get those sandals. How spiritual the, are you, Joe? Hey, do you have your you own bracelet? I mean? you know, it's like, exactly. You, <laughs> you, and so people, I think, even look at that and they're like, well, I'm not that. You're not a real so coach. So I can't until meditate. You start selling your own bracelet, buddy. <laughs> right? It's like, I can't be that because that's not me. That's not authentic. Yeah. And it's, it's like, not, yeah. that's not what. It is. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? So like for me, you know, uh, if you know anything about me, it's like Jesus is my highest spiritual teacher. And it's like, mm. dude, he just wore the same clothes, the same sandals. All he did all day long was walk around Simple. and talk about things that he believed in. That's it. That's all he did. Yep. He didn't say start a church after me. He didn't say you got to do all these things. He hung out with yeah. everyone. He hung out with the prostitutes. He hung out with the crooked politicians. He hung out with the murderers and the blind and the sick and the poor. He hmm. hung out with them all and was like, hey, if you want a better life, forgive people. Demonstrate mm. compassion, help each other out, love one another. It's like, 
that's what he was about. Mm. The simplest things we don't want. It's like, there has to, no, it has to be a trick. It's Isn't like, that funny? Yeah. I mean, the, like everything from, like you said, from forgiveness to drinking water on a regular basis to breathing correctly, standing up straight, like those things are too simple to be taken seriously. But it's yet so, they're because the we've key got, to life. Because right? there's so much noise that distracts mm. us from the stillness. There's so much that clouds that, right? It's like anything else. Oh, if I want to be an NBA basketball player, right? It's like, all right, start at mastering this first. That's the other thing too. It's what's interesting me. You brought up another point with stillness. I think that's the, a good value is I've learned about this through dancing in the sense that when we move, let's say through a choreography, and you can tell the really good dancers any style, doesn't matter what it is, the really good performers who are really good, they all have mastered stillness in the sense that they're able to find their weight, connect to the floor, connect to the music, and find that eye of the storm. You know, Whereas the people who can demonstrate skill but aren't into that, and you know it, when you see it, you know it because it's all over their body. You can watch these shows, you can watch different things on YouTube. And it's, there's a franticness, we call it dancing high, like being up above the ground, like you're not connected into the floor. And you can, you can see it, any dance style. So what I learned also to kind of piggyback on what you were saying about stillness is that it also has a high value for performance. You know, we're so focused on performing, on being efficient, on getting more results. And a lot of times what we ignore is that stillness is the half of the reason or half of the way to get there. You have the skills, you have the, you have to push it. You have to have that aspect too, but it's not all that being able to recharge, being able to reconnect to spend time, you know, rip away from everything, reconnect to yourself. That's just as important for performance as all the other pushy stuff that we learned. That's important, like strategies and this and that. I remember I read a study recently because I was putting in it in the book that I wrote with the gratitude about they actually studied people, I think for, I don't even know how many weeks, it was like three or, no, it was six six weeks, I think. So they basically had two two groups of people. One of them was in the group where they had to every day like count their blessings basically and have like a little journal where they're saying, I'm so grateful for this and find stillness, reflect, all these kind of things. The other group, which I feel terrible for, <laughs> they were basically told to list the things that they hated or they were com- like complaints, right? They evaluated these people by the end of six weeks and they found that the people who were in the gratitude group or let's say the stillness group, the reflective group, contemplative group, these people were actually sticking to their workouts more, more motivated, more productive. All the all the hardcore measurements that we want to see, like results, quote unquote, were there without any fancy strategy other than just letting go and connecting. Whereas the people who were in the complaint group and were basically focusing on things that weren't working and trying to fix it and change it and do it and and struggling, they actually were less productive. They missed their workouts. They were less productive with their time. They're, you know, all the other measures they were using. Very, very fascinating because we don't associate stillness to productivity, right? Mm -hmm. Especially in our Western mindset, like we got to go, go, go. But it's the other side of the coin, right? I know, I don't know how you feel and your experience with that and how as you, have you found that it has helped you be productive as well. Absolutely. And I can tell when I'm not being productive is that I'm really in my thoughts. I'm in my mm. head. I'm being my stressful, anxious self, right? Mm. And so then I have to like breathe, 
hmm. focus and then get going. It's like anytime I do a meditation class, like afterwards, like I'm on fire. Yeah. I'm locked in. My ideas are flowing. Oh, I'm going to do this. It's like mm-hmm. I can take, I'm way more inspired to take that action and, and the, the chances of me taking action dramatically increase after mm. I do a meditation class, my own personal meditation practice. Now, what happens is, we'll just use the dancing, for example, is like when you're in the flow. Mm-hmm. The way that I look at stillness, it like, it like opens up a channel inside mm. of you. And when that channel is open, the likelihood of the flow, right, ha- f- happening increases. But it doesn't happen every single time. Right. Yeah. It's like, okay, it's there, but that doesn't mean, oh, because I practice meditation and stillness, it doesn't mean that I'm not going to have a I'm bad be, day. Yeah, creative. It doesn't, or, right. it doesn't mean I'm going to be creative. It doesn't mean someone's going to piss me off in the Starbucks line. And I'm like, hey, hurry this up. <laughs> it doesn't mean that that doesn't right. happen. But it, it, what it means is I create awareness around it and I'm inviting in the opportunity for flow to happen. Compassion, kindness, uh, focus. You know, forgiveness. I'm opening up that channel for that to happen. Mm. So it's like you show up and you just be still. You show up and you be still. You show up and be still. And eventually, something like a little, even if it's like a little uh, plunko, plink, 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 bing, mm-hmm. like something it'll, is going yeah, to come find through. Its way, exactly. And the more that you do that, the more practice it, the longer that channel stays open, the easier that channel is going to be there. And now you're calling in like this flow or more. Plunko, plinko balls like are going to start falling through, but it's just showing up. And what we've been taught in this culture is I'm going to do it once. Yeah. Huh? And then I get once. my spiritual right? the thing enlightenment. With meditation <laughs> it's different than any other type of personal development practice. You're not going to know the results unless you do it for long periods of time. It's like working out. Even if you've never worked out in your entire life or you're extremely out of shape. Hey, let's walk on the treadmill at a little bit faster pace than you normally would for five minutes. Mm-hmm. You're going to be out of breath. You're probably going to be. You'll feel something. You're, you're right going to feel something. You're like, yeah. oh, okay, I get it. I'm going to see something, right? I'm going to be able to push a weight more, right? If I work on my sales or if I work on my marketing, if I work on my relationship, you know, my, my, the way I engage with a partner is going to be better. Our sex is going to be better. Our mm-hmm. passion is going to be better, right? Like in all other aspects, you can, if I apply it, you can. There's Actually, some external tangible. measurable result. Meditation is all internal. Mm. Now, what happens though, if you do it long enough and consistent enough and committed enough, those internal shifts shift your external world. Mm. But we don't, we're not taught that. Yeah. Right. It's, it's like, uh, I just started a garden, right? And I started a garden because I'm in this whole process of starting a brand new life. And the garden, I sent a text message to, uh, my friend Ryan and I told her, I said, you know what sucks about the garden? And she says, what? I said, as the garden grows, so will my life. And my life is a reflection of the garden. Mm. And it's teaching me so much about patience and self-righteousness and watering and care and love. Everything's in order. And and it's like, (laughs) that's what meditation does, right? Meditation teaches you those little seeds. And it's slow. And it's so slow. Yep. Now, some people like myself, right? I had accumulated all these gifts or these different skills, right? So when I was ready to take my meditation practice further, I had some fruits already that's like, oh, okay, there's there's my orange tree and I'm going to bring in this swallow cactus right here. And <laughs> oh yeah, I got my tobacco got right here. I, I got right. some things ready growing, right. but now I have to reorganize it and restructure it. Yeah. But at least I have something that I can see. So there's synergy between everything. Some people are just, they're just dry dirt mm-hmm. there. 
And it's going to take time to... We're desensitized. I think we're just desensitized. Like you said, with all the noise, you know, we are so caught up in these little loops where, you know, like, like I said, I, uh, I'm living with my parents now and because I, the situation that happened a year ago and, uh, I've had a chance to learn a lot from the situation and to talk about stillness, you know, both of my, everybody in my family's got a hot temper, you know, like we, like that's the, like, (laughs) even if it's like move the salt over, (laughs) why ask gently when you can yell, you know, shout out to (laughs) Tudor's mom. Yep. (laughs) I love my mom and my dad, but, but we come from a very hot headed family Mm. and it's, and it's a habit. It's a habit because you just allow yourself to just yell for every little thing. (laughs) And I didn't realize how much of that was in my, how much of that anger and quick to snap was like in my blood, you know, from just, living there and now that i'm there i see them going at it then i see like you know my dad will come home and then they'll watch like news with the news is yelling at them like oh my god and then this and then it was the bomb and then i'm like why are you watching that that's feeding you more anger more this you know so it's like if you think about like okay or let's say you drink energy drinks or you're constantly eating super spicy food all the time or i need more salt or you know msg like all these different stimulants that we surround ourselves with whether it's we talked about porn. We talked about, you know, alcohol, being addicted drugs, to alcohol, TV, social, TV, sex. Like, and there's You're so many of these things. Yeah. stimulating yourself. So you, so normal, you know, when you talk about people sitting and having a hard time just sitting for five minutes, it's because normal, quote unquote, has become up here where we have to operate at such a highly stimulated state that slowing down at first, if you haven't done it, is very uncomfortable. Like you said, you know, even five, five minutes is hard. But then once you get in it, those little flows, they start getting better and better. But it's a slow process. It's like growing a garden. It's yeah. not like, you know, an explosion, right? Yeah. It's, it's yeah. a slow garden. And that's what's hard. Yeah. Right. That's what's hard for people to understand of like, this is not like anything you've taken on before. Mm. It's invisible. Yeah, it is. It's like, oh my gosh, like what the heck, you mm. know? And for me, the only reason I stuck with it is because I was aware of all my dysfunction. I don't want to act like this. I don't want to talk like this. I don't want to, you know, treat women like There's this. No I don't want to be, it's yeah. like, I don't want any of that. And so then it just kept leading me down and leading me down and leading mm. me down and leading me down. And now I know for me, it's like, oh, mm. I need it. It's a part of my life. Mm. And there are people that, I, and I still tell people, you know, again, as much as my ideas and views of meditation are different than a lot of people. There's still a lot of people that I look up to like, man, I, I need to, I need to be more gentle. Yeah. I still am working on slowing down because that's my impulsiveness. That's that addiction in me still mm. where it's like, I'm working on slowing down, saying no to certain things, mm. backing off certain ideas or not pursuing certain projects. Right. And that's what happens as you practice meditation. Like you said earlier, these layers, oh, wow, I didn't know that I did this. And wow, I didn't know I did this. And, Wow, I didn't know I did this. Peeling back the onion. <laughs> Whoa, right? Hmm. And so for me, there there is still that. Like even now, eight years deep, you hmm. know, there's parts of me that I'm like, yeah, I need to slow down more here. I need to be hmm. more still here. And, you know, Tudor is yelling at me to pass the salt. And my initial reaction is like, you know what, Tudor? <laughs> F you, man. And I throw the salt across the room and right. say, go get it yourself. Right. That's the stillness of like, <sighs> Yeah, make a different choice. All right, Tudor is like really upset. He's like yelling for the salt right now. So I say, here you go, Tudor. Here's the salt, man. Thank you, bro. I appreciate it. I love you. <laughs> like that's that 
in that's, integrated that's hard. practice. That's hard, yeah. But that's that, like you said, that's integrated now into your life. So you, you, I like this what you just opened up, which is you, you find that stillness and you develop first a habit of connecting to yourself, right? But then the real, <laughs> it's warrior in the garden, you know, like what exactly? It's like beat the warrior part of being out in the battlefield of your life with people around you that. You know, it would be nice if we all lived in a world and we all practice stillness, but that's not the case. If people around you constantly are doing things and things, the world is changing in a way that you can't control it. So being able to apply that meditation practice yeah. into your life and, and choose stillness when you are, your instinct is to like not choose stillness, yeah. to yell, to get angry, to get sad, to get anxious, whatever it is that's putting you in that momentum. That's what it is. I mean, well, question for you with your classes and people that you've experienced in these programs. What have been some results? I mean, how long are the classes? Are the classes are like six weeks long. You have different programs. So have, like, what yeah, have you different... seen in people? Anything that's been inspiring? Any transformations? I mean, I'm sure people have experienced like drastic change if they stuck with this for six weeks, especially yeah. if they've never done yeah. it before. It's, so it's been such a beautiful process. And again, like shock almost like mm-hmm. I get people all ages, 17 years old, all the way up to 65 year old, like mm-hmm. all ages, all backgrounds, all different experience. Like I get so many different people, which again, I'm like, wow, I, you know, I go to a meditation class and it's all the same looking people. Mm. They're all, they all look like this. They all dress like this. They all use the same language. But in my classes, I'm like, wow, there's like a lot of different people here. I got a starting offensive lineman from ASU and then I have a retired businesswoman from Philadelphia and then I have a 17-year-old girl in high school and then I have a single mom of three kids and then I have one of my best friends. It's like, whoa. Wow. So that's really inspiring to me, which, which is why I am the way that I am. I live my life because I like interacting with different types of people. Mm. I don't want to pigeonhole myself with the people that I hang yeah. out with. So one of the most common things that happens is like people cry, you know, they're like, on the oh, first session, dude, there'd be people crying in my class. <laughs> right. <laughs> nice. And it's like, whoa, like what's happening? And mm. I say, what's happening is like, there's a part of you who's been covering up for a real long time. And there's some, you have a space now to explore that and mm. it, and it's, you're purging and it's okay. Right. That's a big one. Another one is people will send me text messages of like, you know, I'm reading this book now because of you or. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I gave this up or I, you know what? I, I called this person and I forgave them. It's like things that I'm like, I talk about in my classes. It's like, yes, like that's what mm-hmm. I want to see. You're right. Like new the action, hard stuff, new, right? New things happen. And then, like I said, this, this girl that reached out to me about, you know, hooray for the first time. It's like, I never, ever, ever, ever would have thought about that, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's not like, I, a place of like I'm I'm bragging about these things, right? It's right, more of like right. a holy crap. I want to make sure that I harness and I hone and I really take care of this gift. I really mm. use my skills wisely. I really t- I, I share these things so I want people to know, hey, the way that I do meditation, I believe in. And people are getting results because I want the world to be better. Right. Mm. And when I say the world, I don't mean the entire world. I mean the the, the people in my life, in yeah. my circle. Yeah. You know, because as much as I want it to, hey man, there's going to be people, people around you first. There's going to be people in the Congo that are just, that's, you know, their whole life is going to yeah, be exactly. like, and that's the reality of it. Right. But that doesn't mean that I can't do my part to just be here and love on people 
and try to bring awareness to them, hold them accountable, right? I can light that fire underneath them and say, hey, Tudor, you're slacking right now, man. Mm. And look, you tell me you want this, but you're not doing these things. Hey, I don't, I'm, I, this is not the, the program for you. Or why, Tudor? Why mm. do you keep doing no, these or address things? address it, yeah. You need to go and contemplate this. Spend mm. a whole day just by yourself. Think about these things, man, because mm. we got to get moving. On, on who you are in the world because yeah. you have gifts, you have talents, you have skills mm. that if you really harness these things and become a better version of who you are, you're going to reach someone that I cannot. Yeah. You're going to help someone that I can't help. Mm. Right. And then you're going to be like, Oh my gosh, like I, I saved somebody, mm. you know, it's like, yeah, you did. Yeah. You really help. You really see. help them. And because a lot of times we, it's easy to see for others. But it's hard to see for ourselves. You know, that's why we go to these kind of things. We go to courses. We go to, you know, other people. And when you feel like you really help someone, that's the same thing too. I can relate with my with my clients that I teach how to dance. It's not really just dancing. I have a whole personal development side to it. And I, you know, anybody who's with me, they'll tell you they have all kinds of forms and things they fill out regularly. It's like performance evaluation and reflection. It's really contemplation. You know, it's, it's a reflection of the questions I've tried to ask myself as I'm evaluating my own performance. So I created a structure for them to continually contemplate. And it's nice because I can see the progression over the core, or I can see patterns that aren't working. You yeah. know, I could like if somebody, if I have a question on one of their weekly, uh, whatever practice logs and say, I say, uh, what questions do you have? Or what was the challenge? And you leave it blank. I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. what's that about? Like, why did you leave it blank? You know, there's mm-hmm. a whole accountability to your thought process. You know, and if you can facilitate that and you start seeing somebody evolve and change, I think that's super, super yeah. fulfilling. I think the five minutes, even the six breaths in five minutes, right? That's great. It, it's That's it, all you need. One of the things, too, that the meditation gives you the space to think, right? Mm. To think about your thoughts, which is a really weird concept. To be, yeah, to be aware. Think about of- your thoughts. That's going to help you untangle the chaos. The anxiety, the stress, the worry, the fear, the self-doubt, mm. the self-judgment, the jealousy, the whatever it is, right? I, I got to watch, you know, three hours of TV every single night and then I can't sleep good and then I can't wake up and then I eat these crappy foods. It's like there's – when you start to think about these things and why you do the things that you do, which is contemplation, you now will start to understand yourself that will help you not do certain things that cause you to be mm. the lesser version of yourself, yeah. right? The not inspired version of yourself, the not as powerful version of yourself, the not as loving and compassionate and forgiving person that you should be and you know that you can be. Mm. So that's for me, like when I talk about meditation, stillness, it's like those things. It's not just the Zen. It's like, how do I integrate this into my life? Yeah, that's real practice yeah. ultimately. Yeah. So, well, how can people learn more about you? Right now, all your courses are... In person, right? Yeah. Like they're, they're group classes, they're a series, right? And you yeah. also have one-on-one coaching. So let them know about that. So I bit. do one-on-one coaching. Mm-hmm. I have classes that you can get involved in. I have a six-week meditation course. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm doing my first retreat, my first three-day yeah, retreat. Yeah, that's exciting, man. When's that happening? In happen? uh, June. June, So okay. the dates of that are, I'll pull them up real quick, June 21st, 22nd, and 23rd. Okay. And that's happening in North Scottsdale. And I can give you that information if you want to post it up okay, wherever cool. these. Probably the episode, by the time they hear it, it'll be after that. But, okay. But so, if you're going to do another one, it'll be on your website, yep, right? Optimalaz.com. That's O P T I M A L A Z.com. 
And then my podcast, Warrior in the Garden, mm-hmm. you can find that on iTunes and SoundCloud. And then my YouTube channel is Optimal AZ. Or you guys could just reach out to me on Facebook, Joey Bellis, Instagram, at OPT Fitness. Um, there's a couple different ways that those people can get a hold of me. Um, so, yeah. Do you do like your one-on-one coaching if somebody wanted to call you and do it like a, a remote coaching you have yeah done i've done skype sessions yeah. zoom calls okay. phone calls cool. where they're at and their accessibility to me but yeah absolutely yeah super well joe it's been awesome my buddy yeah, dude, it's been awesome. so much fun i i always love having you we had a interview literally like a year ago i think that was our yeah. you were the yeah. first one that i interviewed yeah, yeah dude. it's cool that, and what's crazy it's crazy how that year is bro been tell yet. hey whoever's listening go listen to the passion interview that we did yeah it's, right uh, i episode was so 20 i think what's 19. unbelievable is i wasn't a meditation coach when we did that yeah but meditation has been a passion of mine right it's been something i've been doing without <laughs> anyone telling me what to do and now i'm turning my passion into a profession right a, a, a way to it's like Whoa. And that's why it's like that episode when you go listen to it. When I talk about passion, it's like I'm such a believer in it. Right. And here you are, man. Here is this passion of personal development and meditation and, and getting people to think or inspire. It's like now it's a huge part of your life. Right. What the heck, in, man? In a whole year or two, how much has changed? It's, it's so unbelievable. Wild. Thank you guys for listening. So make sure you check out Joey. He is one of my really close friends. His stuff has been amazing lately it's just blowing up and i think that stillness is something that you guys hear me talking about a lot too it's it's absolutely vital for your life however you choose to incorporate but at the end of the day incorporate it into your life here is my takeaway for this awesome awesome episode the regular practice of stillness is an invaluable habit in our modern progress oriented lives besides its impact on physical mental and spiritual health Stillness is also important as a practice to maintain performance, connect to gratitude, discover important messages, and experience life. It is the space between the notes of life's music, and to find it, Joey recommends simply closing your eyes, taking six deep breaths, and sitting still for five minutes at least once per day. You can also journal about your experience and discover what stillness has to say to you. episodes and weekly content, stay connected at danceoflife.com.